Hey there, I'm so glad you're here. My name is Margaret Petrie, and this is Authentic Obsessions. Last week, I talked a little bit about how the artist community is so accessible. No matter what path you're on right now, if you're full-time or part-time, emerging or established, you can find a group that is welcoming and open. Have you taken any steps to join a Facebook group or connect with friends to participate in virtual artist dates? I'd love to hear what you're doing to stay connected. And I still want to hear your comments about the podcast. What do you like? What can I do to make it better? I'm doing this for you guys, so let me know how I can improve it. Do you have suggestions for an excellent guest? It could be you, could be a friend or someone you admire. Send me an email or message me on Instagram. I love meeting other artists, so please reach out. All right, on today's episode, I'm bringing you another prolific artist with an obsessive hunger to create. I'm so excited for you to get to know Carrie Comenti, a sculptor and an artisan who creates decorative finishes and does amazing custom Italian plaster work. So how do you get past the self-doubt and remain passionate and engaged? Get ready to be lifted up as Carrie talks about her passion for family, friends, food, and travel. Her soul is in her house, her studio, her girls, the kitchen, art, and books. Her full life which doesn't come without sacrifice, struggles, and oh yeah, a lot of self-doubt, keeps those magical moments happening. Carrie nourishes people visually and literally. So follow her on Instagram at Comenti Studios, that's C-H-I-M-E-N-T-I-S-T-U-D-I-O-S. As always, you can see links and takeaways in the show notes and on her episode page at AuthenticObsessions.com. If you like this episode, if it resonates with you, if you think someone else would appreciate it, please share the link with a friend. This project is about creating a community and sharing the stories and experiences of creative souls. Okay, without further ado, here is my conversation with Carrie Comenti. Enjoy! It's good to see your face. Thank you, good to see you. Your smiling, smiling face. I've been enjoying watching you on Instagram and social media. So let's start off. I'm really curious about your path from your fine arts degree and master's work in sculpture and how this led to your current work. So I studied, uh, I did some studies in Italy. I did, um, I did undergrad work in Florence, got trained in low relief sculpture. And then in 2000, I went back to Italy and got my master's in sculpture, full two years in Italy. And then after that, stayed on to, to live and work. Uh, I got offered to come back to the U- United States in 2005 to teach at Cardinal Stritch as an adjunct professor. And the reason why it was a great deal is because the professor, we met in Italy, I was helping Cardinal Stritch start a, a program over in Italy. And she's like, listen, kiddo, you come back, you live in my house and drive my car. You teach my classes. And I'm like, okay, because I didn't have a car. You know, when I, when I moved back to Italy, I sold everything, almost everything, you know, not my like, most precious item. I didn't have anything here. And so I taught at Cardinal Stretch and um, it was okay. I just, I went from teaching kids uh, in Italy that were so, so passionate about art. Uh, Cause that was one of my jobs. I worked at a villa, but I also taught sculpture for American university over in Italy as well. So it was, you know, it was a little bit of culture shock for me to go from gimme, gimme, gimme to these students who were like, take a hike. Like, and that's where I had someone scream at me about art. Really, I was trying to talk to them about how it's interesting, like people, where we get our ideas and inspiration. Talking to this one student about like how all these people are, are obsessed with these, like it was like 20 years ago, right? Everyone had like these globes or spheres in their yards. Oh, right. Like, pedestals. Do you remember those? Yes. Or, or like there was these candles that were really popular, like these figures like holding each other and they're intertwined. And, and I couldn't believe how, how much I saw that imagery from students, right? And their drawings and stuff. And, and so she started, okay, okay. And I'm like, okay, yeah, me too. I'm done. Like, I'm done. And then that's when I, I exited the, the teaching field because there's, yeah, there's no screaming in art. For me, there's no. All right. So then I went back to corporate America. I was, uh, I was, uh, with an Italian man for about 10, 10 years, flying back and forth, and, and I wanted him to move here, and the only way I, I deemed that possible was I needed a good-paying job. 
So I go back to corporate America. Market crashed in 2008. I was also trying to sculpt on the side because I didn't want to just leave that behind. So doing that on the side. And um, I was at uh, Festa Italiana with other Italians. And I had my artwork set up there. And there happened to be Eugene Orlandini. He's third generation plaster restoration. He saw my work, knew that I was trained in low relief sculpture in Italy and knew how to make molds and whatnot and work with plaster. And he's like, do you want to come work with me? I'm like, yes. So when I lost my job in 2008 in corporate America, I vowed I would never sit at a desk again. And um, I've succeeded in that brilliantly. So that's great. I was doing work with him in a mansion in Madison. So I was doing that. And then my mother was like, hey, have you ever thought about Italian plaster? No. So she sent me a link. I check out this Italian plaster school. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I want to do that. Let's let's keep this rolling. Like this this is a possibility for me, right? I was enjoying restoration. So I went and trained with this Italian plaster school. Now, I didn't go back to Italy. Why? Because I was I'm already flying back and forth all the time, right? There was this gal who trained in Italy, but she had her school in Ohio. I could go to Ohio, stay with family, train with her for a week. Me, she and I hit it off. She liked the samples. She knew I was passionate. And she trained me. So after that, she brought me back to Ohio to work with her and her crews. And so I would stay with family, work the jobs in Dayton. And then um, a company in Milwaukee found out about me. She hired me to be her sole artisan to do all of her finishes, the time plaster, decorative finishes, waxes, you name it. She would give me a sample board and then say, okay, here are the supplies. Here's the job. Go. And I'm like, okay. I, I Trial by fire. Totally. Absolutely. You know, talk about it. A kid being thrown into it going, okay, all right. But with a fine art degree and I was trained in painting, it's just not something I'm passionate about, right? That was always part of my studies and something that I did, painting and drawing. But there's nothing that I was called to. So I worked for her for about a year and a half and I had to set myself up as an LLC so she could 1099 me. And then it was like, well, here we go. You know, Comenti Studios was set up and then I, I went off on my own. And, you know, at first it's not like what it is now. So I was, you know, bartending at night, just working my butt off. I didn't think I'd get to where I am right now today. Like if you told me that like 10 years ago, I'd be like, what? But here I am traveling the country to do what I do. And people finding me on social media and being like, will you fly to Florida to do a wall? You know, I fly out to Boston tomorrow morning. It's amazing. So that's how that all started. And, and it's something I'm very passionate about. I talk about it a lot. Wake up in the middle of the night doing research and looking at <laughs> work for, you know, inspiration. Definitely not competitive about it like the only person I'm competitive with is, is myself on it right that I want to do better at what I do learn more come up with various finishes and yeah I'm pretty I'm pretty obsessed with it tell me more about your obsessions well I have a lot of obsessions but decorative finishing is, is by far the top right you know again wanting to know what products are out there striving to be better every day at what I do and making my clients happy. Like that's, that's, that's the best, you know, is when you can make a sample board, they see it, they might not be able to envision it, but I can, I can see what the whole room is going to look like. And they might not have that capability, that mindset. And then to have them <laughs> text you, email, message you on Instagram, Facebook and be like, oh my gosh, like what you did for us is amazing. So for people who aren't familiar with exactly what you do, describe sort of a typical, I don't know if there is a typical job that you do, some sort of custom wall finish, right? Or yeah. Italian Walls, plaster or something. Yeah. Basically how, how it happens is, you know, it's typically uh Someone might be with an interior designer and it might not be on their radar, right? Italian plaster, decorative finishes, because they might be looking at wallpaper. 
And some people have concerns about like seams or if the wallpaper, you know, eventually fails because a, a lot of homes that I'm looking at from the 80s and 90s, the wallpaper is now coming off the walls. Oh, right. Yeah. Not all of it can last forever, right? So, so then they present me as an option. They're like, oh, wait a minute. And then, you know, they go on Facebook, Instagram, look at my work. And so that's one way. Or some people find me because of Facebook or Instagram or they're in someone else's home and see my work. And then they're like, I need that too. And, and then I get the call or the email. Um, I had uh, someone else, she found me because um, Milwaukee Magazine did an article on me mm-hmm. and she was building her dream home and she saved the magazine and was like, okay, when I'm ready, this is the girl that I'm calling. What a compliment. And, and, uh, yeah, it was fantastic. And, um, and I did, I, four about four different finishes for them in their in their home and they were they were thrilled the latest job that I did was through an interior designer for a gentleman that just moved here um they were in Ohio and and he put his trust in both of us not knowing us and 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 when I finished his job I was in there one day working on another area because I think we finished one portion of the house and then we're moving down to the, the next and he was standing there watching me and I didn't know it. And I was like, oh my gosh, like almost threw my trowels up in the air because he's like, he's like, you're amazing. You are such an artist. And, and, and he's like, can you believe what you did? Like, did you know it was going to look this good? And then you're like, no, no, because I can make, you know, you can make a sample, right? And, and you hope, you hope that when you go and attack those walls, that it's going, it's going to work out. It doesn't always, right? It doesn't always, but. For the most part, I'd say like 95% of the time it does, okay? Seeing his face and he was like, like jumping on his staircase. He's like, I'm going to show everyone these walls. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I need to get back to work. Like there's my passion and look, and now he's passionate about it. Right. It bleeds over. Yeah. It's contagious. It is. And when people come to my house and they walk around and they're like, wait, what's on your ceiling? Wait, what's on that wall? And they're like, what is this? It's it's fun to share it to share it with people and and it does what I do does change a room and it does change how people feel and 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 that's pretty amazing too that someone can walk into a room and be like oh my gosh like you softened it you made it look glamorous you made it more organic um I had another client and I think this is the best compliment that I've ever received she's like you know Carrie. I love my walls, love everything you did, but what's even better is I think about that it was you that did it. And I was like, wow, okay. Like, cause I do, you know, you're in someone's house for a week, two weeks, sometimes you do one room and then like they get, they catch the bug and then they're like, okay, but can you do this? Can you do that? And you keep coming back to their home. Right. And then they're talking to you and they get to know you. And then, and then, then, then there's, I guess, a further connection to the to the walls is that they've been touched by you. Your presence was there. You put your whole heart and soul into it, and and and, and sharing my passion. And then it it, it extends over. Like uh, the other thing I'm passionate about is cooking, right? And look how that makes people feel. That's a whole mm-hmm. whole nourishing people. Yes. Right. Yeah. So I'm nourishing them visually. Right. I keep thinking that you, you're such an artist in a different way than someone who makes a painting. The artwork that you do, it's the subtle shift in the people who live there because they're surrounded by um, this beauty that I'm imagining changes your emotions, your feelings when you're in a house, when you're in a room. This is like a cozy blanket around you or something, yeah. right? It's, it's a change in their atmosphere. Yeah. And, and, and you know, unlike, unlike when I'm sculpting, you know, I make a sculpture. I'm not thinking about necessarily like, okay, who's going to buy it? That, that's, that to me is not, that's not what the artwork should be about. And you're not doing it for you and you're not. Right. That's another, that's a whole other conversation. No, I understand though. Yeah. But we're you know, I do have my sculptures and when I'm done with them, I'm done. And when they get sold, that's fine. They're gone. Goodbye. 
and even though like my walls too, it's that same thing because I get asked too, like, oh my gosh, you did this Italian plaster. What if someone paints over it? I'm like, that's fine. It's not mine. It's not mine anymore. I did that for someone else and I'm on to the next and that's okay. Like you can really let go of that. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. And some, some clients are better at expressing it than others. You know, sometimes I leave a job and you're like, did you like that? <laughs> are you going to smile? Right. Yeah. Because there are so many different types of, of clients. They might not be able to verbalize it. And then you, you know, you leave the job and then you get a text later, like, Oh my gosh, I love it. And you're mm -hmm. like, Oh, whew, all right, good. Cause I didn't know. Like, <laughs> you know, you, you have clients that are introverts, ex extroverts, um, some that, that are art collectors, some that are not, some that just, they, 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 they know they want to do something. They're not quite sure what, and you kind of need to help them. So it's, it's always an interesting journey. Describe for us how you, your process for putting together a custom wall finish. Okay. So it depends on how they found me. Facebook, Instagram, designer, family, friends, saw my work. Then we start the conversation of like, well, what, what are you looking for? And, and if they don't know, it could be a studio visit to see, you know, flip through some of my sample boards or I tell them to do, you know, do a little research between Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, um, house is another one. And then once I get a feel of texture, color, sometimes I can see a space and be like, oh, you know, the pool in here. And they'll be like, all right. And after we've had conversations and look at ideas, then I go, okay. Then I go to my studio and I create custom samples for them. So whether that's plaster, layered effects where it's paint, wax, decorative plaster, which might not be like a line based. And then I create something custom for them. Every once in a while, they'll see something in my, in, in my portfolio. They'll be like, I want that. And that's pretty magical. Or they'll be like, I want that, but a different color. Or could we come up with something close to that? And then that's great. I get to go create in my, in my studio. And there's so much product. And again, I'm, I know where everything is. I know what I have. I might not know exactly like all the colors. You know, it's a whole world down there to, to play with and to explore and, and create something for, for them. Do you have custom finishes and custom colors that you haven't used anywhere else? Or do you sure. have formulas that you sort of plug in and you could have the same wall in a bunch of people's houses? Yes, yes absolutely. Do you yeah. make a, when you do something custom that you've never done before, do you like write it all down so that you can recreate it? Or does sometimes- I, Yeah, I, yes, I, I put like notes on the back of the board. And in our industry, you know, a lot of finishers are like, oh, don't do that because the client will take it and show it to someone else. Honestly, okay, I used to sweat that in the beginning of my career. Right now, I don't have time. Again, if it's not about me, you're probably not my client. It could be a mutual, right? Right. Because if you're like, oh, I just need someone. No, I might not be interested. That is a luxury for me right now. I'm not a starving artist anymore. Right. And that's huge to be able to even say that. And congratulations. That is, that is Thank great. <laughs> that is great. Yeah. You all will get there someday. Just keep at it. Oh, uh, well, that's a thing. That's a thing. You can't, you can't give up. Once you give up and give in right to that, to that self doubt, of course there's going to be self doubt. Of course there's going to be tears and anger or, or the client. It's like, it's not going to pay. Don't care. Bye. Work through it. Work it out in your head and then move on. Um, it's normal. Right? Yeah, it's normal to have like, those feelings. Like love, love, like it's the same as like a love relationship, right? You get beat up, you get your heart broken, and you're like, "It was me. What did I do wrong? I'm not good enough. I'm not blah blah blah." And it's the process to heal and move on to better for both both sides, right? It obviously mm -hmm. wasn't meant to be. So the same thing with art. Like if you don't nourish that relationship and take care of it and take care of you, it's not going to succeed. You know, to make it in the, in the art world, it, I, I sometimes compare it to like, I don't know, MBA or like athletes, right? You got, you have to work. 
because there's someone next to you working just as hard. You know, there, there can be in the art field, like a healthy competition, but it's, it's about you and your journey and being, and being better and doing, and doing better and, and not giving up because I could still be bartending if, if I let all of that come in and, and attack my, my thoughts and, and my, my journey. Um, and, and, and when I pushed away from that, well, I was fired. Market crashed and like, bye, Carrie, from corporate America in 2008 when I said, never again, never again do I sit at a desk. This is it. I'm committing myself to, to the art world, to, to, to being an artist. And I'm an artist then, and I'm doing it. It's not always easy, but no. what, what, what is, right? It means you're doing it right if it's not easy. I guess. I think. No, you, you yeah. need, you no, need no, a right, challenge, right? right? Yes, yes. Because if it's not challenging, you're going to get bored, right? Right. Like, if you're cooking dinner with a Campbell's soup and just stirring, like, uh, you're not doing it right. You're not involved with the food. You're not exploring. You're not challenging yourself to, to like, okay, what goes into this Thai dish? What, what is Tom Kha Gai? You know, what is pasta la norcina? Like, well, how do I make this? Like, challenge yourself get out there do it and, and keep growing and saying yes more and more and more and more and more that's awesome i love how alive and engaged you are in the world <laughs> we're yeah. so much better off for having you in it thank you oh thank you i appreciate that that means a lot thank you so since you do your work in the homes of your clients tell us about your studio space where do you Ooh. keep like your tools and supplies and that's another interesting one. It depends on your personality. Some people can come down and be like, Oh, this is so cool. Other people see it and they're like, Oh, this is a hot mess. <laughs> is it in your house? Yeah. So it, it, it's in my basement. Um, I take up 75% of my basement. There's an office area. There's, product area there's the studio space i've got two areas set up where i do sample boards there are my books my sketchbooks there's a sculpture table there's my kiln for my uh, sculptures because i work with clay oh yeah um i don't do pottery or anything like that i just hand hand build sculptures yeah it's there's a lot there's a lot going on um down there but i know where everything is and it works well for me because, you know, some people are, are like, oh, you know, why don't you, you know, go down to Bayview or go here or there and, and set up a studio. But, you know, I've got, I've got two, I've got two kids. So what's nice is you're cooking dinner, go downstairs, throw a coat of paint on or a coat of plaster, come back up, finish cooking, hang out with my girls by the fireplace, play some mm -hmm. games, get them to bed. Okay. Everyone's sleeping. Cool. All right back down in the studio, do your next step. Uh, there's a good quote about uh, a room without books is like a body without a soul. Oh, like, yes. Yeah, you know that quote, okay. So my soul is in this house. Like it's right here. I'm not gonna jump in my car and leave. Like I, I can go downstairs and all right here. Like everything is here. My baby girls, me, my books, my art, my supplies, like, Again, the food, the passion, my kitchen, all my, you know, uh, this job that I'm leaving on, like side note, this is so funny. Um, the, the crew that I'm working with, I showed up to the job and I've got this, uh, I've got this leather folder for all my trials. He's like, what? I'm like, mm -hmm. I'm like, these are my babies. Well, that's packed in my suitcase. The other thing is I'm like, we're staying at the client's home that we're going to. And I'm like, is his kitchen working? Yeah, his kitchen's working. Can, can we cook in it? Yeah, we could cook in it. So then texting the client, the client's like, uh -huh. wait, wait, she's Italian? Mm -hmm. and I'm like, now I'm bringing truffles. So like in my suitcase, I've got truffles packed. I've got my trials packed. Like, <laughs> like I put my passion in my suitcase. I'm uh -huh. going to Boston. I'm going to work on this client's walls with another crew. I'm going to make them some truffle pasta. Like, Oh, uh, wonderful. Yeah, so. Again, Your description just like epitomizes what home should mean. It yeah, just gives right? me this really warm feeling that like you found your place in the world physically and yes. emotionally. Yes. 
I have. And did that take a long time to get there? No. Or have you always been like that? No, no, no. That's always like in grad school, everyone would, would I was the cooker. Everyone hung out in my kitchen with my roommates, right? I mean, uh -huh. and one of this guy that I dated uh, in Rome, George, Giorgio, he played guitar and he made a song up one night about the kitchen <laughs> and, um, and how we all hung out there. And it was the conversations and the food and, and, and everybody from the different backgrounds and oh. it was pretty magical. So no, that's always something that I've held on to and, and my parents instilled in me like a passion for cooking and trying new things. And then an artist, I, I knew, I think it was like first or second grade, that was my path. I, I would have like little sketchbooks and I would go door to door <laughs> selling artwork for like five cents or a penny. This is when I lived in Michigan, like knack knack. Oh. I'd be like, <clears throat> so I've got these. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember when you first created something that you really loved? Yeah, it was Kermit the Frog. It was a Kermit the Frog drawing. Oh. And he was like surrounded by like irises. And I remember, again, it was like first, second grade. I remember clearly in Michigan. And I was like, that's cool. That's good. We got, got something here. Did and you sell that one? No, no. I mean, you know, I, I probably still have it somewhere. I probably do. Like, my mom, you know, did keep a lot of my stuff. And then, you know, I, I trained at Milwaukee Art Museum when I was little because I was pretty bored between grade school, high school. So I did, I, I trained there just to keep myself going. And then I remember when I applied to college, I was so worried about my portfolio. I was so worried. It was like, it was like you knew you knew you could be better than what you were doing, but you needed. Sometimes you do need professors. You do need people to open you up, right? It's like low relief sculpture. I had no idea until I went to Italy. I was nineteen. I had no idea really about that world. I mean, you, know, you study art and architecture. You know, you, you see the buildings around you. Even here in Milwaukee, right? There's so much low relief sculpture mm -hmm. in Milwaukee on the buildings, and it's phenomenal inside, outside. But I didn't know until I went there and, and, and trained and started doing it. And that was right when I had declared that I was a sculptor. I declared and left for Italy and had no idea I could sculpt. I was just like, I'm pretty sure this is where I should, what I should be doing. And, and then that was it, like between sculpture and, and, and wall finishing what I'm passionate about. Well, you got to listen to those whispers, don't you? And follow them through. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's like when I was like, okay, I'm going to grad school and I sat down and told my mom and I'm working a marketing job. Um, I did that for two years after, um, after college and I was set to like, you know, keep advancing in that world. Right. Right. And I was at a, um, international conference with Philip Morris in Puerto Rico, and there's a bunch of Italians there for that same conference, and we were there for the promotional marketing company I worked for, and I'm, I'm speaking in my best Italian with them, and I'm like, okay, I got to go back. Like, I got to do this now, and, and yeah, so yeah, I sit down with my mom. I'm like, um, going back to Italy. I'm going to get my master's. She's like, you're crazy. And I'm like, okay, and she's like, we're not going to support you, and I'm like, that's fine. I'm not asking you. Too. I'm just telling you that I'm, I am doing this and uh, it was fabulous. Everything about it and, and, you know, I'm still in touch with friends and all the friends that I made in Italy that I'm still in touch with, you know, when people are like, oh, it's, you still speak Italian. I still speak it, think it, read it. I'm in touch with my friends over there. Just went back last year, saw everybody that now, now they have kids. I've got kids. Is there something in your arsenal of tools that you can't live without? <laughs> my mind went to pasta. Um. <laughs> <laughs> well, that is also in an arsenal of tools. Right? You have to nourish yourself uh, yeah. your own oxygen mask first, right? Yeah. Um, my, my trials. Like I was telling you about yeah. the carrying case that I have. Uh-huh. Yeah, I remember I, I was speaking with one company about their plasters, and she's like, you know, there's many trials that you can look at. There's this and this. And I'm like, oh, honey, 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 I got trials. Like, I, <laughs> I have so many trials all different types it's like you see them and then you want to buy more i'm like can stop good i mean sometimes i do need to replace them if, if they get damaged and whatnot but i'd rather have a trowel in my hand than a, than a paintbrush absolutely but again yeah. for me it's like i feel like if you're sculpting on a wall and the way these plasters work 
the lime and marble in them and furnishing them and making it look like stone or marble. I mean, it's pretty incredible. Do you, um, do you have a uniform? Uh, well, so I do have like Comenti Studio shirt and depending on, on, on the job that I'm at, uh, jeans with lots of paint and glitter and all the decorative products that I use. Right. Or, um, sometimes yoga pants. And then, um, and then recently I've fallen in, in love with, uh, I, there's so many different brands, but the ones that I like, it was old Navy because it's got the pants are tight, right? Which is cool because I don't get caught up on scaffolding or my ladders. Cause I have had that happen. Like you wear jeans and all of a sudden your leg gets caught on the scaffolding up with the top. That can't be good. No, um, but what's cool is I can put my phone on one side and then my spatula on the other. And I like hands-free, especially if I'm doing a ceiling. So, but that's, that's the typical, okay. yeah, typical uniform. I think for a lot of us finishers, you see jeans, yoga yeah. pants, and like, I guess you'd call them like leggings. Your work is so physically demanding. Yes. I mean, it makes my back spasm just seeing those pictures of you up on your scaffolding, painting yeah. a ceiling. And I'm pretty impatient with like all that detail work. And I feel like it's a real skill set. What you do, do you think you're a patient person? Yeah. Or, or do you think it, it takes patience to do the work that you do? Yes. You know, it does, it does depend, you know, on what, what you're doing, what the product is, brush, trowel. You know what teaches you good patience? Several things. Italy. <laughs> children <laughs> and children right so i learned you know living in italy there's uh, strikes all the time and and americans go berserk when their train is canceled the flight is canceled okay 10 years of flying back and forth constantly and and flights getting canceled or trains and you learn just be like oh, <laughs> oh i cannot change this you know, the train isn't going to come. You just always bring a book. What are you going to do? Are you going to be calm? Are you going to freak out? I think after your first time of like freaking out, then you go, all right, <clears throat> got that. All right, next time we got this. Same thing with kids, right? The tantrums. Uh, and then that can roll over to work. Products. Did my product dry too fast? Did it crack? Did I mess up on the execution? Um, I remember I did a job. For one client, I did the whole room, and then um, with it was like one of the steps because it was a multi-layer finish. Did the whole thing, and the client walked in, and I think we were talking the next day. And she's like, "Hey, see," she's like, "Is that supposed to?" And I'm like, "Oh my goodness, I put the wrong product over the whole walls, and it was just me moving too fast, and mm. it was supposed to be I put a clear cracking product on, and it was supposed to be opaque." and um had to redo the whole room and they were just like oh sorry and i'm like no i am so sorry i was mortified the good thing was that i heard he'd done like two other things for them so they knew they knew the skill set was there they knew that i just made a an error and then finished it off successfully uh, the whole room was like a cracked leather room and i did the whole thing ceiling trim everything top to bottom and it was spectacular and uh, they eventually sold that and then took me with them to their next house. Oh, that's nice. So making mistakes is one thing, but do you ever yeah. get stuck in your work? Uh, like not feeling inspired? Yeah. Or um, does a client always pick exactly the finish that they want? Or do they ever ask you, come up with three or four ideas for the walls? How does that work? So, Maybe that's kind of a weird question. No, 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 no. I'll, I'll tell you right where my mind went, kind of like with the pasta thing. Like, what's essential to you? Pasta! Um, <laughs> um, I'm going to put that as an obsession. Right? Where I get stuck is your self-doubt. Can I pull this off? Like, am I doing a good job? Are they happy? Like, as you're doing the job, as you're in the middle oh, of Oh, yeah. D during the process, no one's going to be tougher on you than yourself. Well, that might not be for all finishers. But I, I'm sure there's some people out there that are like, get it done, bye, next. But I carry, I carry it all with me. You know, when you think about what we do, there's no one else there. I mean, you know, sure, sometimes I might bring one other person in or like tomorrow, you know, I'm, I'm 
flying out with a crew. So you're alone, you those materials and the music, and all you can do is think all day. I mean, mind you, yeah, you're concentrating on what you're doing. It's the same thing, I think, when someone's painting, sculpting. Your mind is there, you're, you're doing it, but you can think about other things. And when the, the self-doubt creeps in, it's pretty pretty bad for me, because there's gonna be nights I wake up in the middle of the night and be like, that Saturday Night Live guy, Smiley, or whatever his name was like, I'm good enough, I'm smart enough. <laughs> Gosh right. darn, people like me. <laughs> but you, you wake up in the middle of the night, you're like, oh, can I do this? Am I doing it? Am I, am I, am I doing a good job? And, and it's riding those, those waves of the doubt and pushing yourself and so, so how do you how do you get through that i think like with anything it, it just takes some time to 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 get over that you're on to the next job and you kill that one you're like doo, 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 i'm amazing and then the next one maybe it's not so great right i mean and then it's just like life people have mm -hmm. good days at work bad days you know personal things happen that, that bring us down you know, when, when personal things are going on, sometimes it's hard to be on those walls. It really is. You know, like when we talked about, there's no screaming in art. I was on a job site and um, my friend was there doing the painting and she asked about my father, who's terminally ill, and I'm trowling. And she's like, you know, how's she doing? And she touched my leg and I was like, and I start crying and then I turned around and looked at her. I'm like, there is no crying with troweling. Like, <laughs> you, you do not troweling cry. I'm like, whoa. Like, she's like, yep. She's like, sorry. I'm like, okay. Yeah, let's not talk about. Mm -hmm. Tell me a little bit about your support system and your community. So I'm interested in two things. One, sure. times of self-doubt. Who do you turn to when things get tough? And you also yeah. mentioned earlier um, the community of finishers and plasterers, yeah. that it's such a small community. So I'm kind of interested in both those things. Can you talk yes. a little bit about that? Yes. Okay. So, you know, you can be on a job, right? and product could be failing, or you did something wrong, or you got a question, right? I have in my back pocket finishers. Yeah, all over the country. I got my buddy Leanne up in Manitowoc. I can shoot her a text. I got uh, my buddy Catherine. She's outside of Michigan. I remember she and I met during one class, and you connect with those people, and you, you can feel that you're like-minded and, and spirited, right? Mm -hmm. um, because there, there definitely are some finishers that aren't as outgoing and passionate as like a a Carrie Comenzi, right? He's like, how? are you doing? <laughs> and boy, you are. <laughs> Let me call for you. Want some wine? How you doing? I'll just finish. I could be, you know, too much for some people. Um, my buddy, uh, Linda, I met her uh, years ago when I was working for the gal that trained me. Now, Linda, I fly Linda in, uh, to Wisconsin to work jobs with me. Um, in fact, she'll be flying in for a job at the end of this month. You have those people that you can call or text to be like, you know, this is happening on the job site, or the client said this, or does this look okay, or I'm trying to figure out a finish for the ceiling. What do you have in your arsenal? Uh -huh. uh, the people that you train with. I've trained with, I don't know, like 10 different people now in, in my 12 years. Uh, you know, typically finishers, we try and train like once a year is good. Absolutely. Yeah, professional development. Absolutely. That's cool. And so then you're watching everybody online. Like I said, I'm not competing with anyone but myself. So it's fun to see other people succeed. It's fun to see them nail a finish. There's plenty of work for all of us. There really is. I mean, because there's only so many, so many jobs you can handle in a year, right? I mean, I, I had someone just reach out to me a month ago and she was like, you know, this is what I'm looking to do. And I said, okay, I, I probably couldn't get to you till February. And she's like, bye. I'm like, okay, bye. So, you know, if it's not about Carrie Clemente working on your walls and you don't care her, that's fine. Right. But it is nice to have the people who are like, no, 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 I want you. I'll wait. Yeah, yeah, yes, exactly. Uh, right, restaurant. You want to get into this one. We can't get you in. Well, fine, then I'll go across the street. Or do you wait two hours for the perfect pasta? Yeah. For example. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. So what about your personal support system? My friends, my friends and family are amazing. I will tell you that at, you know, 44 years old, I've got the most amazing friends I've ever had in my entire life. And, you know, with COVID right now, that's killing us because everyone came to my house and I cook for everyone and no one would leave the table. We don't leave the table. Like you eat and then everyone just sits here all night. You know, you got the fire going and great conversation and, and just laughter and stories all night. 
my friends are amazing. So they're a huge part of my support group. And, and my family is, you know, with the situation with my father, we're very open about so many different things. And I'm a talker, so I'm pretty open about a lot of things. So, you know, okay, what's going on? <laughs> this just happened, or this happened. So it's a passionate family. My mother's uh, Irish, Italian father, and there's, there's a lot of passion and anger and everything, right? I kind of culminate everything. What a full, full life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A very full, rich life you have. Yes. Tell us something about your work that's challenging for you that people might not expect. So it's going to come back again to the self-doubt. I think when people meet you mm -hmm. or see what you do, and they're like, this is so amazing. Okay, well, you should see me on a point when I can't sleep because my mind is racing. And it's that self-doubt that you're like, uh, you know, I'm not good enough. I, I could do better. And I think that's what would throw people off because they can meet me and feel this passion. And, and then, yeah, there's the knowledge. And I don't want to say expertise, but... You know, you're always continuing to learn and grow, right? But I think that 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 would surprise them that you'd be like, you could finish the job and be like, you're amazing, and you'd be like, oh, about that. Uh, it's all right, because we as finishers, we all know this. We talk about it. Like we get together, and we can't help it. We talk shop. Yeah, well, there was this one area of where the glaze burned out. You know, we've got our terminology. We'd be like, I didn't burnish it that well, or you know, the color was a little bit off. Or, and, and then you think about that. And so, yeah, it, it does come back to the self-doubt. I think that would surprise people. You don't think you're as cool as they think you are. You're just a regular person. Like, this is what I yeah. do. All right, this is what I do. You might find me interesting or amazing, but at the end of the day, I'm just, just like you. I, I've got my things that I worry about. I can't sleep. Personal, you know, life. Life happens. The human condition. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, There's no crying when traveling. <laughs> is there something that you're aching to change in the world or in yourself besides the self-doubt? Yeah, well, I guess aching to change would be just being better all around. Like, you know, you're like, I think I could be a better parent. I think I could be a better friend. We only have so much control over so many things, but aching to change, I wish everybody was just happier and nicer, right? For sure. That, that to me is a big thing right now is you just notice all the anger and you know and, and it's warranted right we're all a little scared and afraid and we've got friends dying and friends getting sick and i've had two friends now that i've COVID. oh um, i'm sorry oh no thank you and 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 then you know my father being terminally ill and it's like do you go to the job site do you go out there do you risk it your kids are going to school so there's all this stuff right so mm -hmm. Did that change? I wish. I wish we could all be a little bit happier and nicer to each other. That would be pretty, pretty magical. All right, let's switch gears. Um, yeah. Tell me a little bit about your relationship with social media. Hmm. I'm not gonna say it's a love hate, but it's been a it's been a process to accept it and, and utilize it. Where I think anyone, if anyone like really studied my Instagram, they'd be like, all right. Work, 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 and then like, oh look, she's posting photos of herself. Um, I don't like my photo being taken. Uh, the last time I did get like headshots done, I had a friend take them, and my, my cheeks were shaking. I can barely smile. Like I'm like mm, so awkward, and so he had to like coach me. I'm like, okay, look down, look up, and then smile. Okay. Oh, I, that's a good I, trick. Yeah, yeah, I had never never experienced that one. Uh, and then I had a finisher. He's like, you know, you, you should post more photos of yourself. People want that human connection. They want to see who you are and what you're about. And I was like, oh, but it's about my work. You know, it's uh -huh. about you do. It's not about me. And he's like, I don't know. You should just. And I was like, okay, okay. So I've <laughs> been trying to learn the art of a selfie, even though I feel like complete toolbox. Um, <laughs> and and he was he was right. He was right. People are most certainly interested in that but you know hopefully they don't lose sight of what it's really about it's like hey that's what i do right and, and, and but i don't mind that again like i go to job sites my clients talk to me and i share like you want to get to know me okay we can talk but it, and it has been good you know the connection with all the finishers around the world 
you know, um, and clients being able to find me and new clients finding me because of Instagram and Facebook. It keeps on, that keeps on growing for me that, that I'll get an Instagram message. Hey, just found you on Instagram. Love your work. We've got a home in Kohler, Wisconsin. We'd love to talk to you. Okay. And you don't really advertise, do you? Do you get most do of not. your work on just referrals and yep, that's it. On, on social media? Yep. Boy, and that's nice. And it's pretty, pretty non, non-stop for me. I, I used to sweat it where I'd be like, okay, I don't know what I have next month. And now I have people walking away because I can't put them in. Pretty blessed to say the least. Is there a non-creative endeavor on your bucket list that you'd like to try? Oh, oh, well, non-creative, uh, for me, travel. That's the other thing I'm very passionate about. Like once COVID and, and I can travel again. Like Where do you, where do you want to go? Oh, Ireland. I'm already ready to go. With everything with my family and COVID, it's going to have to be the right time, but I'm going to Ireland and, uh, you know, we've got plans one day to take my, my baby girls to Italy. Um, they've Good. got their Italian passport, so, you know, I'll get them there. Um, so between... Family, friends, food, travel, obviously the art, that's a given, but the, right. the, that's my world. Is there another profession you'd ever want to give a try? You know, as finishers, we all know that there's an end point. We just don't know when it's coming. We don't know when our hands will say, we can't do this anymore, or mm. our knees, or some, uh, I know another finisher, she whacked out her neck, some people can on their back, like, there's a lot of things that can, can happen. There is an expiration date. So I think someone asked me about teaching. I'm like, woo, been there, done that. Mm, I don't think so. Like, no screaming no and teaching. No screaming. And, and you know, like I said, I'm, I am very passionate about cooking. For a long time, there was, this, um, there was this idea of having just like a little place where you stop in and everything's all ready to, to go. There's no actual menu that it, this is what's happening today. Right. And there would be an art gallery or something like, like that. Um, and probably copious amounts of wine. And, and that's always been like a, a, an idea. But if my hands still work, I think I, I, I would get back to sculpting. There would be always cooking involved. There's so much I want to learn there. And uh, yeah, I'm not quite sure. I'm hoping, I'm hoping I still can get like close to 20 years still. But I, I, I don't know. I don't know if that'll happen. We'll see. So talking about the physicality of your work and how tough it is on your body, how do you rest and recover? Do you have time to do that? Are you just always moving and that I'm helps? Always, yeah, I'm always moving. <laughs> I'm, I'm always moving. Um, obviously, I'll sit down for dinner and then it's up, clean, resting for me when you're going to bed, like laying down. Like I've got a couch that I don't, I don't use. I don't sit on it. <laughs> You know, I have a TV. I, I don't. I don't watch TV. Uh, people ask me about like TV shows and stuff. I'll be like, I don't know, no, no, no. Uh-uh. So, do you think you do engage in self care? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So okay. uh, my brother, he found a hot tub for me for free, and I fixed it up. So uh, when my buddy Linda was in town for a big job doing a time plaster, we were in that hot tub every night nice glass of wine i have a yoga trapeze i try and hang on that for my back i do have various things but it, it it's it's hard because i am moving so much it is non-stop stretching oh i forget yeah no between my girls and work and then helping care for my father it is non-stop i have alarms going on my phone all the time 4 30 gotta get to dad seven o'clock gotta get to dad if i'm on the morning shift then go to work in my client meeting, pick up my girls from school. It's a lot. I think there'll be more self-care eventually, just not right now. And that's okay. That's not something that I'm beating. That's not on my list of beating myself up on. Good. Good for you. And you know that there's an end to it. It's finite. All of these things are finite. Your girls are going to grow up. What I, you know, when you talk about things that we worry about, I want to try to enjoy my little human beings as much as possible. And it's tough when you run your own business. And, you know, with texting now, sometimes it's work doesn't stop. You've got clients calling you, texting you at all. all right. They're crossing that line all the time. It's blurred, right? Yeah, for sure. 5 p.m. No, 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 you're still on. 
okay, well, I'm cooking dinner for my kid and I'm taking care of my father. And I try and um, guide clients more to email. So I have a record of everything because mm -hmm. I don't like keeping text messages. I get one, I delete it. Is there anything else you want to talk about or tell our listeners mm -hmm. about the art life, the struggles, the obstacles, the challenges, the joys? I think it comes back to kindness. You know, just, just be kind about it. No matter what, like not everyone's artwork is for you. And, mm -hmm. and, and it's like that saying about like, you don't know everyone's struggle, right? None of us do. I think it's just, just being kind, considerate, compassionate about, about what we, what we do and, and sometimes how it, how it happens and, and all the work and thought and heart and soul that goes into it. I mean, that can go on to whatever anyone does, right? Just be good to each other. Just be good to each other. Yeah. All right. Are you ready for your rapid fire questions? Yes. <laughs> we can do this. Okay. First one, music, podcast, audiobook, silence. Music, always. What's your comfort food? Pasta. <laughs> <laughs> Can we get specific? No, no, I've got, I mean, I've got a couple, but, you know, when in doubt, mm, pasta, artichokes. Mm. Yeah. You should see the look <laughs> on her face right now. Um, describe a favorite outdoor spot. Oh, I love rivers, flowing water. Mm -hmm. That to me is just the best. I mean, Lake, don't get me wrong, Lake Michigan's lovely. It is lovely. But there's something about the power and beauty of, of rivers. Yeah. What would you do with a financial windfall? I think I'd still be doing everything that I'm currently doing family, food, wine, travel, keep making magical moments happen. And that says so much about how you're living your life right now, that you really are living your life true to yourself. Yes doing everything that you want to do. Yes. That's beautiful. More pasta. Good for you. More <laughs> pasta. <laughs> oh, that's so wonderful. Thank uh, you for talking with me. Yeah, thank you. I hope you enjoyed this episode and that you felt her hunger for life like I did. Okay, here are the takeaways from today's episode. Number one, there's no screaming in art and there's no crying and trowling. Number two, you can't give up and give in to self-doubt. Of course, there will be self-doubt and tears, but work it out in your head and then move on. Number three, Carrie says, I put my passion in my suitcase when I travel. Trowels and truffles. Number four, several things teach patience. Among them, Italy and children. And number five, just be good to each other. Thank you for listening. I know you have a million things you could be doing right now, and I sincerely appreciate that you're taking the time to tune in to these conversations. I hope they resonate with you and that you feel less alone after you listen to my guests share their experience, strength, and hope. Have a great week, and remember to acknowledge the mess, but keep going. Ba -da -ba -da